0: Five, four, three, two, one. Hello, internet peeps, and welcome to episode four of Big Trouble and Little Podcast. I am Joe Dubs. And I'm Andy. And uh, get ready for this fucking crazy ride of an episode, because uh, it's episode four, and we're, this is four straight episodes, everybody. Four four straight weeks, A little clap, golf clap, I'm not going to clap your ears out. So you get can... strapped in and get ready for Big Trouble in a Little Podcast where only dreams can kill a dream. So Andy, what the hell have you been up to?
1: Um, I played a bunch more Splatoon and some Final Fantasy VI and I went to a beer festival and I saw a movie, Atomic Blonde.
0: What is Atomic Blonde, by the way? I What was the synopsis of that movie?
1: Um, What's the best way to put it? It's based on a comic... Uh, it takes place in 1989, like, in Berlin, right around the time that the wall comes down. And it's about a spy, and she's trying to figure oh. out... She's trying to get a list of, like, all these undercover and double agents. I mean, it's a pretty played-out story as far as that goes, but it's it's about that. Um, Charlie I liked it pretty Zavron, well. The, right? What's that?
0: Charlie Theron? I don't know how to say it. Yeah. Okay.
1: yeah, her and... Uh, Oh, what's his name? James McAvoy and John Goodman's in it, sort of.
0: Oh, OK. I, for, I always mix up John Goodman and John Candy. <laughs> I don't know why.
1: John Candy's dead.
0: So. It, yeah. Well, these days, CGI, I don't know, but that would make no sense anyway.
1: No, but it, it was pretty good. Like there were parts about it I liked, and there were parts about it that I thought could use some work. It, it was entertaining enough. It was more or less we got out of the beer festival, and you know, no one you can't drive, and it's super hot. So I always go straight from there to the movies, and I sober up in the nice air conditioning and watch a movie, and just you know whatever starting soon. Pretty much, we talked about seeing Spider Man, but there was another hour wait. So Atomic blunt.
0: Spider Man is such a good movie. You need to see that movie um but uh we've been playing salmon run every time we've been playing splatoon 2 so addicting uh we talked about how like it's not open 24 7 you had they're actually scheduled times when this salmon run is up and we talked about how maybe it's because they have a separate server for it or they don't have the resources where it could always be open Mm-hmm. and make maybe just it's more special when it's open and yeah, that was the
1: only thing i could come up with is maybe it it make it incentivizes people to play at a specific time oh it is open right now though I'm, i, I double checked on the nintendo app here
0: <laughs> it's open
1: but, 8 a.m today till 8 a.m tomorrow so we can play later if we want
0: cool cool um I like how they change up the weapons. I like how they throw, like, these curveballs out of nowhere. Like, when we started having, like, the night levels and then all, the like, the barbecue grills with the fish were coming.
1: Yeah. Those are scary. And then sometimes there's fog, and the first couple times you do high tide, it just... Oh, man, it's tough.
0: Yeah, the high tide gets you... It's just a lot of variables, and hopefully we'll get more maps. But even though... It's only one map that we played so far. It's still interesting, and there's so many things that could happen. The only thing that sucks is sometimes your teammates, you know, they leave, and Mm -hmm. it could really screw you up when you get those high tides that uh, the enemies or the bosses are just spawning and you only have three people. It really sucks.
1: I know we won one time with three people, though, and I was pretty proud of that. Oh, I figured out – I didn't figure it out. One of the really cool features of Splatoon is when you're just like out in the plaza, you know, people have drawings and stuff. A lot of them are like drawing stuff to help you figure out the game, and one of them helped me figure out um, in Salmon Run, you de-rank only if you don't make it to Wave 3. If you make it to Wave 3 and then fail, you don't lose any of your, your ranking, so your pay will stay the same. Oh really? Yeah, uh, like it kind of it makes perfect sense when you think about it. But I hadn't noticed that, and that's interesting to me. Like the game doesn't just lay it all out for you. It doesn't tell you that there's going to be night missions and and how to get your ranking just right. And and it doesn't tell you ahead of time what weapons there's going to be. It's just you're there and you're like, oh, I guess I have a Gatling gun. Okay, cool.
0: And that's the great thing too, because I if you had to pick your own weapons, I think it would be super easy.
1: Yeah, I think everyone would have quicker guns, uh, the dualies, the submachine guns, maybe even the umbrellas at this point. I like Mm -hmm. that they're rolling out the weapons slowly, too. That's interesting.
0: Yeah, what's great about the game is that you have these stores in the lobby area, and pretty much, like, they could surprise you with, like, you know, the whole thing with the ketchup and mayo. Like, having that is pretty cool, and when they update new stuff, they have those, like, podcast people telling you what to do. So the game, in my opinion, is really, really good. Like yeah, it's fun. It's getting better. Um things I've been doing, uh <laughs> if anybody was here during the pre-show area, I signed up for college, so I'm gonna be doing creative writing, going for my bachelor's degree, so that I could do screenplay writing, hopefully to uh you know do a TV game or movie that will be written by me that is my dream job and that's what I'm gonna be going for so that's that's what I've been stressing out about lately doing student loans doing um, pretty much talking to my job about you know scheduling because you know how jobs can get like oh well you're gonna have a set schedule that means you're not gonna have all the hours got that set already I'm like I need this money so I need these hours can you do it and they said yes so
1: hmm.
0: that's cool Other than that, I haven't been watching any movies. Um, Been interested in some games that are coming out that we'll talk about later. Uh, You've been playing Final Fantasy VI,
1: right? Yes, sir.
0: Uh, How far are you in that game?
1: Um, I don't know. I think I'm somewhere between a quarter and a third in. If someone who's listening has played it, I just got the airship. So maybe that'll
0: give you a reference point. I really want to play Final Fantasy 8 again.
1: Yeah, I like that one. Yeah, I wonder, so if, I wonder if it's
0: polarizing. on PS4. No, I like that. Final Fantasy. What a great series that never is going to be the final one. It's just always going to be Final Fantasy. I hope not. <laughs> Other than that, anything else you want to talk about? That you... I
1: don't think so. I just saw the one movie. Other than that, it's been all Final Fantasy and all Splatoon.
0: Alrighty. So let's get into our first news so andy the walt disney company what are they doing
1: they uh announced i'm kind of surprised it took them this long to do it honestly but they've announced that they are going to pull all their nonsense from netflix and wherever else it might be and they're going to launch their own streaming service in 2019 so there's it's, you know there's a while before it's going to happen but something to bear in mind is if they launch a streaming service, that means it's not only going to be like all the classic Disney stuff and also Disney television, but it's also going to entail Marvel. It's going to entail star Wars It's going to entail that kind of stuff. So it's all going to be one streaming service. And I'm sure a lot of people are going to just have to get it, but it's still up in the air. How exactly this is affecting the Netflix Marvel partnership with the, the defenders and stuff. But right now, all they've said is they're going to do it. They're doing that. And it was announced alongside a sports streaming one. I think I don't know. I, I I read this too long ago now. But the the interesting part was that there will be a Disney streaming service, a Hulu Netflix style on the on on demand digital delivery service. And I don't. It sounds pretty interesting. I uh, price will be a big deal, but. They always keep all these movies, like, in the vault and stuff. And they're always so and expensive. So, something Mm. like this could really pay off.
0: I hope they don't take away from the Marvel and Netflix kind of deal going. I hope, like, maybe they're just talking about movies and they can keep the Netflix shows on a Netflix uh, service. But uh, Disney just finding another way to make money as... I think it would be like $10 maybe, 10 a month. I could also see them going $20 to be greedy. Or maybe like a two-tier system. I don't know.
1: Yeah, probably. That seems to be the way the wind's blowing nowadays. Everyone does commercial-supported or or you, you pay one time a year and you pay less. You know, stuff like that.
0: I mean, it's going to be really good for the Star Wars and the Marvel, like, seeing all the Avengers, seeing all the Guardians of the Galaxy and stuff. Because when you go on Netflix, you have all these movies that you have to wait uh, in order to probably all the legal issues and stuff that has to go through with Netflix and Disney. Um, but I, I really want to have, like, see episode 1, 2, and 3, 4, and 5, and 6, and then 7 and 8. You know, not like I have to go through Amazon Prime to go... Rent it or something, just so that I can watch it. I don't know. It's great. You know, there's a lot of animated fucking uh, movies that are going to be on there that everybody's going to like. I hope so. It's a good, good plan. That means just more money that people are going to be doing just for having a streaming service. Moving on to a video game, No Man's Sky. So little background on this game i don't know if we did talk it on a one of our old podcasts but they promised that this game would have uh like trillions of planets that were generated that the uh life on the planets would be pretty much have life look like it's populated and everything when the game came out it was like bare bones just like every other game that comes out these days is that they have like this early access kind of feel to it where it's like, here's the world, but we're just going to add stuff really, really slowly. And when you have a game that's really hyped up like that and then shows up with bare bones, it pisses off a lot of the fan base and all that. But anyway, after a year, the game uh, finally does have multiplayer. Kinda. Now... The kind of part is that you will see an orb kind of like do you remember fable where when you uh when yeah. you, when you're pretty much in a land and everything and you see like an orb just floating like around
1: porn, right it's like a portal situation yeah,
0: kinda, but uh I think it's up to fifteen people in an area that you'll see orbs just like floating around, and you could talk to the person. So pretty much it's like a glorified chat room, in a sense, when you see the orb. Now they did upgrade some things like they have like a Minecraft thing where you could build bases. You could uh, cut the the rock on the planet so that you it's kind of like your own fort thing. If you ever played Fallout 4, Mm. where you customize everything like that. Um, They upgraded the life so that there's more aliens and stuff and there is more uh things to do with trade. Hmm. So yeah, so I know there's a big fan base that is out there right now. Is there? Oh yeah, there's a, there's actually a fan base that have great patience for the for waiting uh for the patch.
1: That was going to be my next question. Would uh was was this too little too late like i I was aware of the whole big hullabaloo when the game came out a lot of people wanted to stand by it and a lot of other people said this game's complete bullshit and they kind of butted heads but i kind of stopped paying attention to it more or less just because the game looked gorgeous but then after i read about all the letdown that was involved with it it kind of dropped off my radar and i haven't heard that much about it since then Mm -hmm. so this is all interesting as well I thought I'd seen recently that it was, like, 20 bucks on the PlayStation Store or something recently.
0: Yeah, they did cut the price, so it it might be worth it. I don't know. I really don't want to download this big friggin' game, which was, like, 21 gigabytes or something like that.
1: Yeah, me neither.
0: Because I, I don't have time for that. <laughs> but if you're wondering, and you didn't buy it on day one where everybody blew blew their shit up pretty much when... uh. They were crying liar, liar to the PR guy, which technically he did lie. Uh,
1: oh, the Hello Games guy, yeah. Yeah. yeah there were, there was a bunch of stuff where he just blatantly said something, and then it clearly isn't in the game. And I just, I don't know how, mu- how much of it, I mean, he, he did lie sometimes. He had to. But I wonder what was cut that he thought would be in there. It was such a small team. Maybe they. I think uh, he, this, this conversation was had, I
0: guess. I think they were pressured pretty much by Sony. And like,
1: Probably, especially after it got all the press it did.
0: Yeah, because they were on, like, Conan O'Brien and all. They were on, like, late shows and stuff showing off yeah, this game. was a big deal. And then you, this game comes out and it's like, oh, you know, you could fly around. You could collect resources. I guess that's yeah. cool. Then you then you just see that, like, it's like every other early access game. We're just like, so you do nothing until they start adding stuff. Need something. But if you're a fan, and you were happy, happily patient, you finally got the game that you were looking for. <laughs> so, from space to robots in time, James Cameron is doing the next Terminator. And it's going to be a sequel.
1: When you say doing, what do you mean? Producing, directing, writing, screenplay. Um...
0: Directing okay um hold on i lost my place for a 2nd just wondering just double check and i heard that he was directing yep he's directing but anyway um the sequel is going to be in the future um because we need to see more of the future apparently and Arnold Schwarzenegger's character, who is usually a T-800, is not mm-hmm. going to be the T-800. He's going to be a human. So you're going to learn about how Skynet got uh, the human Arnold character DNA to make pretty much the Terminator. Did but, the
1: last Terminator movie like undo some of the timeline, though? Or what? What was up with that?
0: Yeah, Genesis pretty much... Um, in the beginning of the movie it starts off like Terminator 1 where uh, you know Arnold <laughs> goes up to Bill Paxton and shit and then yeah. out of, and then out of nowhere you see like an old uh, Arnold shoot the, the Terminator from Terminator 1 huh. and pretty much they went back uh, some time-traveling shit happened where they went back even further to try to kill Sarah Connor as a child And then I believe John Connor sent a Terminator back to save Sarah Connor when she was a kid.
1: Mm.
0: And then that messed up the timelines. And then apparently Judgment Day didn't happen in the 90s. It happened in 2017. So how convenient. Yeah, so they went to 2017 and pretty much, quote unquote, stopped Skynet and killed him. But, you know that never happens in movies where villains if they want to keep a franchise alive there's sure. there's always a twist which i won't you know ruin but yeah i found it interesting that they're going this route where you're going to learn about the T800 that origin story but i don't know i don't i don't want another terminator
1: me neither seems like another thing that no one asked for except for hollywood hot shots that wanted money
0: mm-hmm. I, I
1: felt the same way about like more alien more blade runner more everything i mean to to the same extent kind of more star wars more star trek too i mean it's, i mean people wanted more star wars so i guess you know withdrawn on that but no one asks for more terminator i feel like it was fine but, I don't know, if it's if it's good, then fine. It just has to prove that it has a right to exist by being good.
0: Well, the only positive I see right now is that James Cameron is on this. So, sure. maybe it might go back to what Terminator 1 and Terminator 2 was. But my main thing is the rating. It has to be a rated R film. But yeah. I have a feeling it's going to be PG-13. And that's what contain, uh you know, a director like James Cameron... Who has this vision of what Terminator is supposed to be, but have to water wash it pretty much to uh, fit the crowd because they don't want to have be a lot of nudity or a lot of violence. I don't know. I just don't want another Terminator, nah. and, and I don't want them to re uh, reboot it in any way. Even though the last <laughs> the last one kind of did do a reboot.
1: Sure, hey, what happened to uh weren't they making another Conan? That was the one that I actually was excited about. I think that was the one that I wanted
0: i I don't know what happened to Conan. I know they were I filming they were. I
1: thought they said Arnold was on board and he was gonna be like the old king Conanass like, mm-hmm. Now they're announcing all this other stuff that I' eh, no'm not really invested in
0: hey, don't you hate like when they have like these properties like Ghostbusters, Terminator. They just go all right we're gonna do this sequel but then we're gonna like do some crazy shit where it changes the timeline and there's a reboot kind of like how x-men days of future paths where they completely change fucking everything just like
1: much there though i mean x-men 3 was awful well
0: yeah that kind of needed a reboot but then again you waste all that time and money just to go hey that never happened and, and then you're like,
1: yeah, it did. <laughs> it's in their best interest if it was terrible. I mean, if it was good, you're not going to see that kind of a wiping, a reboot or whatever.
0: I'd just rather have a, like a clean, a clean reboot where they just don't use the same actors and go, hey, things are changing. Here you go. Or they
1: could just write something new.
0: True. Which Ghostbusters should have been the sequel. I would have rather have the the females in it but have, like, the, you know, Dan Aykroyd and uh, the others and all that stuff to be like, or, and Bill Murray to be like, all right, these are our either daughters or uh, nieces and stuff. Or just, hey, we're getting old. Do you want to run this kind of thing? And have them write it. But not that's not how it went down. <laughs> sure. Um, let's talk about Sonic Mania. Please. So it's getting good reviews.
1: Yeah, it is.
0: Like like 8 and 9s.
1: Yeah, like I expected it to be getting pretty good reviews, but even people who are normally really reserved in giving high scores are like, wow, this game is almost perfect. It's like, what could they improve?
0: Yeah. uh, I was kind of like lost in translation. I was like, so Sonic Mania, is that like a remastered? So it's kind of like a... People are describing it as, like, a mixtape where they have levels that are copying other levels from the old
1: Sonic games. Well, he- here's here's what it is. It's a direct sequel to 1, 2, and 3, and 3 also includes and Knuckles, so it's a direct sequel to those and you revisit some of the levels from those those games and it it, i guess at the beginning of the levels it does kind of a clever thing where most of them start identically like all the same platforms are still there but then stuff changes so drastically over the course of the next couple acts that it's almost a completely different level and then on top of that it's not just remixing the old levels they've invented several new levels all the music's new um, they have one new kind of uh, special stage, but then they also brought back the ones from 3 and Knuckles. Um, you can play the whole game as Sonic or Sonic Tails or Tails or Knuckles, kind of Sonic 3 and Knuckles style. It pulls enemies and badniks from all the games, which is really cool, and it kind of dresses some of them up a little more. Uh, there's more going on on the screen at the time. Everything's pretty. The music's great. It's It's... So a remix is the right thing to say, but it almost seems unfair to to leave out. Oh, but there is a crud load of new stuff. Like they didn't just remix the old games and then slap a price tag on it, which probably would have sold. They they really did. It reminds me of Nintendo's approach to things like Nintendo refuses to just re-release something. They got to they, they got to beef it up, and make it a little better. They did that more, I think. I mean, I haven't played the game yet. Yeah. They they made new levels and stuff. There's a new story, there's new bosses, etc.
0: Yeah, the only negative thing I heard about it is that it happens too quickly and they want more. So that yeah. <laughs> that that's good. That's a good thing that could pretty much uh, have more 2D Sonic games coming out.
1: I'm worried I'm going to get it and stamp all night and beat that some bitch.
0: Mhm. And what's also positive about this game is that digitally it's 20 bucks only twenty dollars oh uh, yes i i checked that on the the, the nintendo sh- shop and i was like holy crap it i i thought it would be at least 30 and maybe 40 dollars, but i'm like 20 that's a good fucking price right there and i love it, it. Really
1: is. I, I hope this game does well i hope it sends a message to sega and i hope that for a change when they do something right they don't they don't go out of their way to do it wrong the next time. They gotta, they gotta keep, keep what worked.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Until then, uh, next week we'll probably be reviewing the game in a sense, or just talking about it and how we're fucking loving it on our Nintendo. You're getting it for the Switch, right? I am. Nice. Same here. Because it reminds me of the Game Gear <laughs> when I used to play Sonic. Oh I had the, yeah. Have this big handheld and playing Sonic.
1: I was originally getting it on PS4, but I've decided on Switch instead.
0: Man, Switch needs more love. But uh, last piece of news, Han Solo apparently is going to be in Episode 8.
1: Where? What's your source on this? Why do you think this?
0: Well, it's on IGN and other websites, too. What's it, their
1: source? Like, Did someone tell them, or did they see a screenshot? Did Harrison Ford say something?
0: I think John Boyega and, like, the actors were kind of hinting that he's going to be in there some form or fashion.
1: So it could be a flashback or a recording or, let's see, it's Star Wars, so I guess it could be a clone or something.
0: I don't want that in a sense, but I have a feeling they might go that route because, let's say Snoke is Darth Plagueis from the canon of Star Wars. Even though, even though some of the books are non-canon, maybe they might use it. I don't know. But he was very big into cloning people. And maybe... I won't say that Harrison Ford, that, or Han Solo that got killed in Seven, was a clone. He could have died, and somehow Snoke took Han Solo's DNA.
1: Some and, say he could even stop people from dying.
0: True. So that's another thing. I just don't want that to happen. And I'm pretty sure Harrison Ford is like, I'm I'm done with this. <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: I, I really don't. Like, that's, I hate. Ugh. If a character's dead, just leave him dead. Because it's going to completely take away from what you've done.
0: Because I hope they're not going because of the fans who are like, crying and stuff. And they want him back. Because you just got to kill. You, stick with your story. Stop listening to the fans. They're always going to watch. Just leave him dead
1: it It'll be something I'm sure if there's a recording or you know like a, a flashback or hey, you remember this, or there's a message he left chewy about what to do with the falcon or something uh, you know something like that, so yeah. he can be in it, but Han solo shouldn't be alive,
0: yeah, I maybe um they're gonna do a flashback, so maybe he was part of Ray's life somehow. Maybe he put her on that planet, but you know, for somebody that we don't know yet who who is her parents that we're gonna find out hopefully in episode eight. It could be many things. He could be somehow have the force in him. Maybe they're gonna say he has the force and he's a a force spirit, but even though that'd be stupid, cause I don't think he had the force in him, but then you never know. I don't know. I think it's stupid. Like we said, if he's dead, he's dead, and I understand that they could use like flashbacks and all that stuff. But keep him dead. I don't want him anymore. <laughs>
1: You're bringing him back. Bring back Darth Maul too. Fuck it. It's
0: yeah. Do it all. They did it in the anim animation movie. Yeah,
1: I guess that's canon, right?
0: Yep. Hmm.
1: It's interesting. He had like robot legs and shit.
0: Yeah, which was really awesome, and I wish that was in like. Live action movie, not in a cartoon.
1: Yeah, get some robot legs for Ray Park.
0: <laughs> so let's get into some coming attractions. So two games are coming out tomorrow. Uh, obviously Sonic Mania. Woo! And there is a cyberpunk, uh, horror game coming out for. It's called Observer. Uh, you're a detective that somehow in that future you can go into people's minds and solve uh cases and pretty much your son who which is dead uh contacts you in your mind and as a father he's pretty much trying to figure out where this transmission is coming from and like cyberpunk there's like this robot monster that's like following him and everything and Mm. it has, like, a Outlast feel to it where you're being chased. but And there's, like, jump scares that are probably going to make me uh, shit my pants because I, <laughs> I hate jump scares. Uh, but I believe that's coming out for PS4, Xbox One, and PC. And same thing with Sonic Mania, which is coming out for all uh, platforms. So if you want a fun game like Sonic or do you want to get scared shitless, then get Observer.
1: I'm going to get that Sanic.
0: Sanic. I'm getting Sanic. 20 bucks. After
1: Sanic, I, uh, we didn't touch on this, but Hellblade looks really good. I want to play that too.
0: Yeah. Um, Play I that game. That
1: came out this week, right?
0: Yeah. Oh, you're obviously going to get it on PS4. I heard if you put headphones on because she has psychosis, she hears voices.
1: Yeah, yeah she hears voices throughout the game.
0: Like they did 3D audio. So like... When certain voices you'll hear from like the back of your head, you will kind of hear it like it's from the back of your head. I guess
1: they'll say shit like behind you and stuff like that sometimes.
0: Yep. And it's just, it's, it's 30 bucks. Can't go wrong with that. And it's Mid-tier
1: like a an... tier indie AAA, which is a dumb title, but whatever. Mm-hmm. That's what Ninja Theory wants to call it. And th- that's, that's great. I'm sick of there only being two games, uh $20 indie titles and $60 AAA nonsense.
0: Did you hear the Jim Sterling thing about Hellblade?
1: Uh, I think. So. Oh, yeah, he gave it a one, and then he backpedaled. Yeah, I, I I know about that.
0: Yeah, because there was like a bug where he couldn't finish the game, and he got really pissed off, so he gave it a yeah. one.
1: I yeah. kind of understand being really angry at a game, but also, and you know, he he can't. He, kudos to him for not just. Standing by a dumb decision or going silent on it and trying to erase his tracks like he came out and said look Uh, I did this I shouldn't have uh, it was a knee-jerk reaction. I'm sorry. I gave it a real score So, you know, I mean good on him for realizing that what he did was a dumb move
0: mm-hmm. And i've done the same thing where i'm like, oh, this is fucking stupid and then you like you go back to it and you're totally. like It's like it's a good game Yeah, <laughs> I just ran totally. into the bug so let's get into some deals of the week. So, two games uh, at Best Buy that are on sale uh, for both Xbox One and PS4 is For Honor and Final Fantasy 15, running at $30. It's Sorry. a good
1: deal for Final Fantasy 15.
0: Mm-hmm. And, you know, you got $30. Let's say you have a little extra money there, get the season pass, and then you get all those download content. For less Which day. have
1: been pretty good so far, albeit short.
0: Mm-hmm. I really want them. And For Honor apparently is a good game. I mean, I have it. I only played a few minutes of it. <laughs> but apparently it's they didn't... Did I don't
1: a, know. It's another one of those games that I feel like didn't deserve to be $60, but maybe it deserves to be 30 I guess.
0: Yeah, they did a patch and everything where uh, things are better. So another game uh-huh. that... You have to wait for a patch for it to get better, <laughs> or the game that it's supposed to be, right? Um. Other than that, you have anything else to add? Anything that yeah, po- pops, really. pops in your brain?
1: Uh, no.
0: All right. Um. We are gonna be working on new segments for our show. Um. Something that involves watching a movie. And talking about it so <laughs> there's a hint i guess we'll go into more detail next week when i have a segment name and pretty much how the show is going to go when we get to that episode uh things are going to be changing like how like production wise i'm going to make sure like i'm going to show a video of like gameplay and stuff so their production-wise things are going to get a little better for people that do watch it on YouTube or Twitch. Other than that, I have nothing else to say because the news was kind of meh, but Sonic Mania has made me hype. Yeah. So thanks for listening to episode 4 of Big Trouble in Little Podcast. Remember to like and subscribe to us on YouTube, and remember you sit tight, hold the fort, and keep the home fires burning. And if we're not back by dawn, call the president. See you later.